Hello and welcome to Nursing Transition. I'm Kiana Brathwaite, your host, um, and I would be remiss if I did not take this time to just really speak on my experience with COVID-19. I haven't really had an experience uh, personally, but indirectly, I think we've all been touched in some way, shape or form by this pandemic. And uh, one thing that really came to mind or like really was up in the forefront for me was the news reel on how healthcare professionals on the front line were ill-prepared by their health entities, like the companies that they worked for. And I'm particularly speaking on from the nursing perspective. I think uh, nurses spend a lot more time with patients than the physicians and other staff, ancillary staff and supportive staff um, and faculty do. And um, as I'm talking to you, I'm Googling because I'm curious um, how much time we actually spend with patients and just time for patient care. So that's what came up in Google. And just the Okay, so here we go. I'm just looking at, this is from um, NCBI, uh, pretty much NIH.gov. So time spent with patients during an average eight and a half hour shift. This equates to about three and a half hours per shift spent with patients. Overall, nurses completed 72.3 tasks per hour, right? So this is from 2011. Uh, This is a stat from 2011 that when I just Googled nurses time with uh, patients, that was the first thing that came up and NIH.gov article. I will try to include that into the notes just so that you can take a look at it, but it's about almost 10 years old, this study, and I'm sure that time has waxed and waned, but to spend approximately three hours in front of patients with these kind of disease processes and to be put in these situations and not be properly prepared for or have the proper equipment. um, It's one of the things that I don't miss about being at the bedside. It's really hard to take care of other people when you're worried about how you're caring for and with other people will affect the people that you care about. And I mean that to say that um, I remember when I was pregnant and I was doing, um, I used to do a lot of per diem, so I would come onto a unit and people, when the nurses set up the, um, the teams, the patient plan, right? The word escapes me right now, but when the nurses set this, the assignment, there we go, the patient assignment, um, they would always give the off unit nurse for the most part the person who's coming in per diem the hardest assignment fortunately there were a few departments that i went to regularly and the nurses eventually i got to know them and they knew that i was pregnant so they had to shift there was this one isolation patient i think there was one with like bed bugs and there was another one who had um i want to say tuberculosis and originally that was going to go on the um assignment both of those patients were going to go on the assignment for the nurse who was new or per diem and 
I never agreed with that. I never, I never understood that mindset. You know, it was more of a, well, I didn't want to deal with them. So I'm going to ship them off to somebody who doesn't come here regularly. They make more money than us and so forth and so on. But it's, you're still, there's so much that goes into that. Um, you're putting other people at risk. You don't know their comfort level when it comes to the, the unit, the department, the supplies. They're already coming from out of a place where this isn't their home and they kind of feel uncomfortable with that. But none of that came into play. So now you have COVID-19. I mean, we had Ebola, we had SARS, we had H1N1 and um, several other airborne diseases. But this one, I think... Um, for lack of a better word, people sat on it, right? And they watched and they waited instead of being proactive. And that's a whole nother episode because I, proactive health is better than reactive health. Um, and the healthcare system that we have is more of a reactive than proactive or preventative type um, healthcare system. Anyway, so to now be reactive and be so far behind the eight ball and then you have the media who is this is a 24-hour newsreel so really all you're getting i just went to my google feed this morning and i think probably four out of the six stories has something to do with COVID 19 and while i'm not saying that i don't want to be informed and i'm not saying that it's not something that's you know i'm considering consistently um, because I'm out and about in the world, I do get overwhelmed and I get exhausted by seeing it over and over and over again and not really seeing, hearing about it, but not really seeing people's actions follow their words, right? And I really felt for my fellow nurses when I saw the stories about the number of nurses who were not uh, confident in their employers preparing them, not being provided policies, not being supported, not getting information um, where they really needed it most and how to prepare, what to expect. Um, and this was from their leadership. This is from administration. So it's just really frustrating to know that you're on the front line caring for people and you're not being cared for. And I think that's what it really boils down to. And I, I don't miss that. I, do, I remember that feeling um, and it was one of the reasons why even though it was hard for me to walk away from nursing because it was something bedside nursing is something that I loved and I kind of didn't really see myself doing anything else fortunately I had found something else and another way to use my skill sets but I left behind colleagues who are still in those situations with the employer who I think sometimes they see us as I don't want to say they see us as as just we can that we can always be replaced but they get so frozen by making decisions and waiting for and looking at what other people are doing and what are they saying and we don't want to be the ones to do this and then it backfires and like they're just instead of again being proactive and saying you know this is our stance we in the healthcare field or in the healthcare industry take health very seriously and so we're going to make sure that all of our frontline and other employees are well taken care of, especially our nurses. Um, to see a system or a health entity take that stance, I don't think I've seen that yet. So it saddens me, of course. Um, and I remember telling a friend recently, I used to wait for our health company, our, our, my employer to do the right thing. Um, and so I was sitting in the diner one day 
and this gentleman had had a really bad experience with um, his car maintenance repair company, right? So for the last, let's say, two or three years, he had been paying this fee to when this warranty, so if something went wrong with his car, he could just take it to, you know, as they say, wherever, and it'll be fixed and taken care of. And he had to fight um, this warranty company to get it, get his car fixed because it was, it the issue fell underneath the warranty. Long story short, he said, I can't wait until there's a class action lawsuit. And I'm, I was taken aback by that because he was like, you know, I look forward to getting my $20 and when they take them to court and so forth and so on, I'll, I'll take my $20. And I, I was sitting there listening to him say it. And I said, Oh my gosh, I have been sitting in this waiting period. Right. I remember waiting for my employer to do the right thing. I remember, um, saying, okay, well, when is somebody going to do something? I remember all of those instances in my life where I took a back and gave my power to somebody else and did not do what I was thought I should do, what my gut told me to do or speak, speak up or say what, whatever the case may have been, because I was waiting for other people to do what I knew needed to be done. And I think a lot of times we as a whole have this, I'm waiting for somebody else mindset, um, just because of the way things are set up. There's a hierarchy, you know, there's a chain of command, there's, um, governmental, um, setups or breakdowns. You know, even when you're working on the floor, you may be the floor nurse, but then there's a charge nurse, right? And then there's a, the nurse manager, and then there's, um, a director of nursing and then there's um, I think they even have a chief nursing officer now and and you know so there's this hierarchy that we seem to defer to and at times our deferment the the wanting to defer or the the thinking that we should be deferring is what's delaying us doing what we need to do for ourselves so I'm just you know I wanted to say for me my perspective with COVID-19, I'm really paying attention, but not paying attention to the news reel, more so paying attention to what's not being said, paying attention to how we are being affected um, individually, how when people go to the grocery store to pick up the whole case of hand sanitizer as if they are the only person on this earth and the selfishness that kicks in and the fear that kicks in and the you know, um, I'm really observing that. And I, I find the human element that we deal with to be very interesting and not in a judgmental way, am I saying selfishness, but it is this fear tactic or this fearfulness. And then that begets our sense and sensibility in so many ways, as I said, with most entities, they don't want to look like the first ones to do something, although they probably had an idea or an inkling to do it, but they're worried about backlash and how this is going to affect them in the long run and so forth and so on. And, um, that's a hard place to be, but I think we all need to take a stance, um, and, and be accountable for that stance that we take. So if it backfires, 
you know what, this is based on the information that we had, this was the best thing I thought we should have done. Um, as more information became available, we made different decisions and choices in how we used our supplies and so forth and so on. And, you know, just, you don't always need to apologize. Sometimes you just need to be clear and concise about what was going on at the time and the information that you had um, and weather the storm, right? So please take care of yourselves. Um, please know that there are other humans and as nurses we do know that there are other humans out there that need to be taken care of and just be mindful as you go around about how you care for yourself and how you care for others I think that's really important as some of the things that are being missed here uh, everybody seems to kind of be out for themselves a little bit um, and just know that you need to do what you need to do to make sure that you're safe and your family is safe. Um, and you know what that means. So I just wanted to share that with you. I wish you all the best. Uh, looking forward to, actually, I am quite much looking forward to when things calm down a bit. I do hope that the lessons that we learned from this continue moving forward and how we do things in any outbreak or flu season or during every day to day you know you should be washing your hands we all know that um every single time you shouldn't be touching your face unless you've washed your hands um you should not be coughing in your hands or sneezing in your hands and then touching surfaces that's not something that we've known that for years that uh that's actually how germs spread but see, people seem to be doing that still you should cover your mouth when you cough I, I i don't know why that's a thing that we need to still tell people I'm often out and people are just coughing in the air as if it's nothing and it amazes me. Um, you know, I liken some of what the other societies do as far as, I, you know, as far as I know, like the Japanese, where they leave their shoes at the door, your shoes do not come in the house. We've been doing that for years, um, at least over a decade since the kids were born actually. Um, and even with our clothes, like out in the street, we don't wear our house clothes in and around the house. I have wiped my phone down. I have colleagues that used to make fun of me. I would take those wipes that killed everything when I was at work and I would wipe my phone down diligently. I think I went through many a phone case doing it and everybody would laugh at me about how I'm a germaphobe. And I was like, there are things that live on surfaces a lot longer than we're aware. And I don't want to take those things home. <laughs> you know, that's just how I was. So, um, yeah, just continue to be your due diligent self. And in times like this, unfortunately, we are the ones who are doing what we're supposed to do. And, and our germophobia or our awareness no longer is taboo. Uh, and it probably will go back to being taboo. And I'm fine with that because people forget. But I will continue and I hope you do too. So with that, have a wonderful rest of your day as you listen to me. And I hope you enjoy your week. Stay safe. Know that Eventually, we will get a handle on this, um, and you just need to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe, because your employer is not, that's not always center focus of mine, and it's in times like this that we realize that that's the case, and it's unfortunate. All right, take care of yourself. Bye.